Bav Metziah, Perik Hei, Mishnah Gimel, 5.3, and uh, more uh, rabbinic restrictions that are around the issue of ribbis. So the first case here, let me explain it outside of first. Um, you have a transaction in which the field owner wants to sell his field now. The prospective purchaser doesn't have all the money that he needs to pay. So he basically gives the field owner a down payment, and they make up that... Um, the field will be transferred as of right now, uh, provided that the rest of the money comes in later on. So, for example, uh, the current owner wants $1,000 for his field. The current purchaser says, listen, I don't have $1,000 right now. I need a month to get it, but I want to lock you in. So listen, here's $100 now, and give me 30 days, I'll give you the other 900 Okay? Now, um, since that transaction is, is uh, all being done right now, in other words, they're explicitly saying the transaction is happening me'achshav. It's happening right now, uh, contingent upon you delivering the missing nine hundred. Meaning, and if you don't in thirty days from now, you don't bring the nine hundred. So then I'll just it'll it'll unwind. Meaning, the guy who was the seller will give the hundred dollar deposit back to the to the prospective buyer, and everything goes on as normal. It's important for a couple reasons that it's done me'achshav, meaning that the transaction is stipulated to be happening right now when the deposit is paid. The first is you have the issues we saw previously in the in the in the parak about you know buying now for future delivery. That's a potential problem rabbinically because um, the price could go up and it could be something that uh, is equivalent to to ribis lismadurban. And the other issue, which I'll get to later on, it's called asmachta, um, which I'll discuss in a moment. So the mission is going to say that usser. It says you can't do that. Now, what does it mean you can't do it? Of course you could do that because it's a regular commercial transaction. There's no problem uh, with, you know, doing the deposit now and getting the money later on. Um, what's usser is the consumption of the payros, the eating of the produce of the fruit of the field, until we know how the cookie's going to crumble, until we know whether this, um, the prospective buyer will deliver the 900 or not. Let me explain to you why. Because if the current owner eats the produce that the field grows in the meantime, awaiting the missing 900. So what's going to happen is that when he gets the missing 900, so now the the purchaser has fulfilled all his conditions and the field now becomes the purchaser's. The problem is, so then what did the previous, the original owner get? He got the full thousand that he wanted and he got, thanks to his waiting around to get paid the 900, also the benefit of the payers which grew. So that's ribis. It's ribis or a button. So he can't eat the peros. On the flip side, so we say, listen, if we let the prospective buyer uh, eat the peros, so what's going to happen is, let's say that he does not come up with the 900. So then at the end of 30 days, the sale unwinds and the the original owner wants us, wanted to sell it will return the $100 deposit back to the prospective buyer. So what would the prospective buyer then get? He said he laid out 100 for 30 days. He got his 100 back, and he also got the benefit of eating the peros. So you see that's like ribis, right? He gave 100, and he waited for it to come back. And while he waited, he got to get an extra benefit. So that's for that reason, um, eating the peros is forbidden. So the solution would be you could do such a transaction, but until we know which way it's going to um, shake out, until we define, decide out after 30 days, who is the owner Me'achshav from now? Nobody eats the peros. Instead, the produce that grows on the on the field or the equivalent is put into escrow. Your mashlisha, you give it to a third party, and that person holds it 
um, and then gives it to the rightful owner when we know who that person is in 30 days. Now, you might ask the question, at most we would have um, a, a Durabanan Rebbe situation going on here, and who said it's going to happen at all? In other words, they're, they're contemplating, contemplating this deal, so why can't we just let, for example, the purchaser eat the Paris in the meantime? If he can't come up with the money in the future, okay, so then, um, good, that, that could be a rabbinic ribis. But everyone's assuming he will come up with the money, in which case, nothing was wrong. He ate the Paris, which was his, because he paid for it at the beginning of the whole process. So why can't we go with that? What's the problem? So the, the answer is there's a separate principle, which is tzad echad beribis is asar. If you have... Um, a question in the transaction. Maybe it will result in ribis, maybe it won't, depending on what happens next. So the rule is that remains forbidden if one of those two possibilities could lead to ribis, that's called the tzad echad, the one of the two, and then it's forbidden to do what would cause ribis um, until we resolve you know, how the cookie's going to crumble. Okay, now, that's the first part of the Mishnah. The second part of the Mishnah says as follows. Instead of um, structuring this as like a partial payment to be completed later on, what we say is this, we a person gives money now, and he says, this is um, this is a loan, and it's interest-free. But if you don't pay by the due date, so then um, you're essentially handing over some kind of collateral to me right now. Mishnah says, Hilvo al-Sadeu, for example, the lender gives a loan of a million shekels to some guy, and the guy says he promises that he's going to repay within three years, and if he doesn't repay, then um, the borrower's, you know, massive ranch will be handed over and become the property of the lender, but that transaction happens from now. As of this moment, it's yours if I don't deliver the money within three years. Says the Mishnah, the lender says to the borrower, im if you don't pay me back the million shekels in the next three years, so then your whole ranch is mine as of right now. And that's exactly what the, the, the bar was saying. He's saying the transaction is effective as of this minute if I don't deliver. Um, and that's important. It has to be um, for a couple of reasons. The first is that we already spoke about before earlier in the parak, you can't have um, pay money now for future delivery because that um, has the separate issue. Like that's psika laperos, that's like a forward contract, which is forbidden in Durabanan. But here we're not doing that. Here the transaction is happening right now if the condition is met that the money isn't paid. And if the money is repaid, then the condition isn't met, and then there's no transfer of the ownership of the ranch. So then it says the Mishnah, Harehi Shalo. Um, in fact, that's legitimate, and the ranch does become the possession, the property of the lender um, in the event that the borrower doesn't pay back within the specified three years. That's not called lending an interest, because what it effectively means is it's a purchase now. I'm lending you money, but if you don't pay me back, then we're saying, as of this minute, it's not a loan. Um, it's a purchase. I'm buying your field out and out right now. And even though um, the loan is for a million shekels, but the field is worth you know, 10 million shekels, it, do- it doesn't matter. There's no such thing as, oh, no, when it comes to real estate. Um, this is a transaction that essentially is structured as a purchase now if it's not repaid. So that's totally acceptable. And um, there is such a notion of called asmachta. Asmachta is a person um, says something to get a deal done, to induce some sort of transaction, but he doesn't mean it. Um, this is not a problem of an asmachta. In other words, if a person would say, you know, let me the million shekels, I'm a rich guy. If I don't, I'll pay back in three years. And if I don't, you can have my entire ranch. 
So the assumption is there that would be an asmachta, because when the guy says, you can have my whole ranch, he doesn't really mean it because he intends to repay. He doesn't think it will come to that. Um, but if the borrower says, me'achshav, at the time he does the transaction, he says, I'm giving, if I don't pay you back within three years, you can have my entire ranch from this moment. So you see, he's not just, you know, using a matter of speech. He's not just like, you know, throwing words around to get the deal done. No, no, he means legally it's transferring right now if I don't deliver. So therefore, we don't have a concern of asmachta because of the way he said me'achshav from now. Therefore, the transaction is legitimate and that's binding. And says the Mishnah, In fact, this fellow Baisus Benzonen, he was like a pawnbroker or something. That's exactly what he did. In the presence of the Chacham and with their approval, he would make loans, take collateral, and say, Listen, if you repay me, you can have your collateral back. And if not, it becomes mine. And that's how he made his living.